Welcome back to Relationships at Work, the leadership mindset guide for creating a workplace we love. I'm your host, Russell Lolliker, a communications and leadership nerd with a couple of decades of experience and a whole heap of curiosity on how we can make the workplace a better place, and we can. If you're a leader trying to understand and improve your impact on work culture and the employee experience, you're in the right place. This is a Relationships at Work mini episode, a quick and valuable bit of information that's on top of our regular show. Uh, these are all inspired by our Raw Notes um, newsletter that comes out every Thursday. You can absolutely sign up for that at any time. Just go to russellolliker.com or relationshipsatwork.ca. At the top right, you'll see employee interviews. You get that as a free tool and you sign up for these. Uh, these are all inspired by the newsletter, but the newsletter is a few months ahead. And so if you want to get a, more of a, an update on mindset shifts and so forth, I highly recommend checking that out. But don't go anywhere because we still have an episode to get to. The topic of today's program, oh, it's an interesting one. It's the new old struggle. Proximity bias versus remote work. I want to set a challenge. I want to set a challenge for us as leaders to think a little differently on something very specific, to not do what might come naturally, to rethink how we think. And this one won't be easy because it's a bias. It might be happening subconsciously. It's just, it's a way of working that we're used to. We may not even know we're doing it. Proximity bias. Here's the thing that I want to bring up. With the rise of remote work and hybrid work, the issues around proximity bias will also become more prevalent. And if we as leaders are prioritizing diversity, equity, inclusivity as much as we say we are, we need to take notice of this bias and how it might even be more impactful. Okay, so first things first, let's define proximity bias. It's defined as the tendency of leadership to show favoritism or preferential treatment to those employees that are close to them physically. Can you see why that might become even more of a problem under this new world of work? Which is a real shame because remote and flexible work really helps with that diversity, equity, inclusivity. Because it doesn't let considerations like geography, financial challenges, access to transportation, disabilities, conflicting priorities, it doesn't let them get in the way of hiring great employees. So why should those same amazing employees and emerging leaders be punished because they don't pop their heads in the boss's office or work in that cubicle that the boss walks by every day? Answer, it shouldn't. That's a natural bias that we as leaders really need to work on addressing. It's like as this world is opening up to opportunity in one way, it might be diminishing opportunity even further in another. It'll be a tough one, but understand this bias is far more about us as leaders and what's easy and convenient for us than it is about recognizing valued team members who deserve these opportunities or to improve the diversity of the organization. Because if we allow for more diversity at those upper echelons of the organization and leadership positions, that's where new points of view can come from and influence and innovation. So if we're only looking at those that show up physically in the organization, we're actually doing a disservice to our organization. There's research. Let's get into the studies. There was a study highlighted by LHH conducted by the Stanford Graduate School of Business they found that remote workers, despite being 13% more productive, were less likely to be promoted. 
A UC Davis study noted that lack of physical presence can lead to reduced visibility for remote workers, impacting their relationships with managers and colleagues. Now, many leaders might immediately say, well, then everyone has to come into the office. That's short-sighted. That's also not really inclusive leadership, is it? That's about what's worked for us, not what works for the employees and culture and expectations new hires will have. To combat proximity bias in the face of remote work and hybrid work, we have to be the leaders our employees want and expect. So let's look at figuring out how we can address our own biases. I suggest taking a few steps. First, we have to even know that there is a bias. We have to acknowledge it, educate ourselves uh, about proximity bias and, and educate others as too. And that it has a potential impact on those decision-making processes. Because being aware of this bias and that we may be contributing to it is the vital first step. Communicating it to other leaders too is so key. Because we have to not only be aware for it for ourselves, we have to make sure other leaders in the organization understand it as well. Number two, use objective criteria. Sounds science eh? We need to establish clear and objective criteria when making decisions, whether it's hiring, promotions, evaluating ideas. To do that, we focus on skills. We focus on qualifications, performance, rather than personal relationships or physical proximity. It's about the right person for the job and looking at it from it, does it have to be the way it's always been lens? Number three, diverse perspectives. Intentionally encourage diverse perspectives and input from individuals with different backgrounds and experiences. It demonstrates the value of that diversity because it can really help counteract the tendency to favor those who are physically or emotionally closer because we're seeing where these new, amazing, cool ideas are coming from and they're not just the person in the office beside you. A sign of a great leader is one that leans into their own curiosity, especially around their own decisions and why they came up with those particular decisions. And our biases and actions are a big part of that process. Just because we see someone every day, that doesn't automatically mean they're the most qualified, the most innovative, the most creative, or possibly the most successful in that role. It just means they come in today. They came in yesterday. They'll come in tomorrow, which is great. That's what works for them. But as leaders, we need to see the bigger picture. Combating our biases, including proximity bias, is a great way for us to show our quality of leadership for ourselves and our teams. That'll do it. That is done. That is another mini episode of Relationships at Work, the Leadership Mindset Guide to Creating a Workplace We Love. I'm your host, Russell Lolliker. I always enjoy spending time with you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a moment and you've really enjoyed the podcast, I have an ask. Could you possibly, perchance, go over to Ratings and Reviews on Spotify, Apple, you know, a lot of the applications allow for this. Anyway, go in there and leave a five-star review and maybe how the episode has been helpful, valuable for you. It really helps the show grow. It means stuff to the to the algorithms and the and the searchability charts. Yeah, that that's a sciencey thing. Searchability charts. Anyway, it really really helps the show grow and I couldn't appreciate it enough. Thank you. Take care.